Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Hello and welcome to Passports and Postcards. I'm your host, Randall McKeown, and yes, I have been away for some time. I just recently went on a vacation, if you want to call that, for about a month. I went to Amsterdam for three days. Then we went uh, down to Cape Town and spent a week on tour in Cape Town. And then we flew to Johannesburg, and from there we drove to do a week of safari, including Kruger National Park. We did fly home again guess it was early October. However, immediately we went north for Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving. And from there, we stayed at our place in Collingwood, which is north of the city. As I needed time to edit over 7,000 photos from the trip. What I would like to talk about today is a lot of social media posts about the state of affairs with airports. And I can tell you this, that I travel through Toronto, Pearson International Airport, not a problem. Got there four hours early, processed through everything, and went to the KLM uh, lounge. Uh, and we we basically stayed there until it was time to board. We flew from Toronto International Airport to Schiphol International Airport in the Netherlands. Didn't have an issue going through there um, on uh, arrivals. No issues whatsoever. We're out in no time. And if anybody's been to Schiphol Airport, they know that it's massive and then it's connected with the train system and everything right there. So it made it a little mighty confusing. But after watching a few videos before leaving, I was able to find my way around. Uh, from Schiphol, we flew to Cape Town International Airport, and again, there was no issues. No issues when we left Schiphol. We got there, well, we got there early in the morning because our flight was early. Our flight was, I think, at 10 a.m., so we were there around 6 a.m. We took use uh, full use of the uh, KLM lounge uh, before flying down to uh, Cape Town. And like I said, Cape Town Airport was a breeze, no problems there. And flying from Cape Town, we used an airline called Chemair. It flies basically just in South Africa, from what I know. A small prop plane, uh, Dash 800, I think it is, or one of the Dash. And we flew from there to Johannesburg. Uh, no issues at the airport. Quickly got our luggage. We are out in no time. Flying back, we flew from... Hoodsprout, which is up near Kruger National Park, to Johannesburg. Still no issues, even though the Hoodsprout Airport is very small. Uh, it worked fine, very efficient. And a landing back in Johannesburg, we had no issues of getting to, well, we had a little bit of a layover there. We had to wait. But we flew from uh, Johannesburg to Paris International Airport, where we would have an eight-hour layover at the airport. 
Now, arriving early in the morning, we had no problem going through customs and everything. We got through no problem. Uh, got our luggage. Uh, actually, I think our luggage, yeah, our luggage was transferred automatically to us, so we didn't have to collect it at uh, baggage carousels. So it was just our carry-on, which we took through, no issues whatsoever. However, this is the funny thing. I shouldn't say funny thing. I can laugh about it now, but after being on a trip that was going to be 30-some-odd hours from when we left, when we left Shakudu Game Reserve, and when we were going to arrive back in Toronto, we're going to be over 30 hours. So the Paris issue really had me perturbed. And what it was is I am a priority lounge customer. And when we landed in Paris, we're flying Air France, even though we booked a ticket through KLM, but Air France was running that portion from Johannesburg to Paris and from Paris to Toronto. So I went up to use the Air France lounge and was told, no, that was only for business class clients. They sent me downstairs, but they didn't give me specific instructions, just said to go downstairs. So we went down and we walked the whole length of the airport. We could not find where they'd sent us to a place called Yotel, Y-O-T-E-L. So we're asking around to many uh, staff, or not many staff, but the staff that were around at that time in the morning, where to go. They kept on pointing back to where we were. So we were assuming that they meant go back to Air France Lounge, which they wouldn't even, didn't even offer us to buy attendance to the lounge. And it could be because of the fact they were too busy. I really don't know. But um, yeah, it wasn't even, even offered a chance to buy. I really don't like Air France. And uh, if you're flying, please, please avoid Air France, whatever you can. Um, that's my personal opinion. I flew many different airlines. Air France and Air Canada probably have to be the two worst that I've ever flown on. Um, so anyways, so what happened is uh, we were directed to Yotel, Y-O-T-E-L, where I could use my priority pass for lounge access. So we followed everything. But we went through these turnstiles, not realizing that we were actually leaving the airport. So we go to Yotel. Yes, they clicked us in, checked us in, two of us. No hot meals, uh, some soft drinks, some water, tea and coffee, and maybe some little snacks like pretzels or chips if we asked for them. Uh, wasn't very relaxing. It wasn't very comfortable. I would highly, highly recommend not to use Yotel. It's Y-O-T-E-L at the Paris airport. Just do not. You'd be best to sit, wait for your at your gate and wait, and hopefully later things would open up and you can grab a bite to eat. But it's probably better relaxing there than it would be at this Yotel, which was a, a joke. I'm sorry to say it, but to me it was a total joke. Um, so what you would you expect from a, a, a lounge and what you get, it was like ordering pizza and getting one little slice of pepperoni. So you're expecting something that you can sink your teeth into and really you just get this little pepperoni. But it was really bad. And I've seen people, and I tried to encourage them not to go there. But when you're stuck with only two choices and Air France was not allowing anybody to go there, then you are stuck with um, 
the show towel. Don't use it. Trust me, don't use it. Anyways, so we flew. Uh, our flight was, like I said, we had to wait for eight hours. We we walked around. Um, oh, oh, the thing that really bothered me. Sorry, let me just go back to what bothered me. So after Yotel, we decided, okay, we've had enough here. Well, let's. There's nothing here for us. Let's just go back to our gate. Not realizing we left the airport, we're redirected all the way through, and this time the airport was busy. I must say, it's probably the busiest, one of the busiest times I've seen an airport. I have seen a busier, like I've seen Pearson International just as busy many, many years ago when we were dropping off relatives who were flying home. Departures was really busy. This was just crazy. But we had to go through security again. And even though we had duty-free and it was packaged properly and labeled and everything, they needed to go through it. They also requested that I take my belt off, um, you know, open my camera bag, take my camera out. I had a CPAP machine. They asked me to take that out so they could see it. Um, and as I was going through the uh, walkthrough for security check for metal or whatever, uh, they told me to put my hands up. Well, because I was away and I had some health issues, I did lose like 10 kilograms. So as soon as I put up my hands as instructed, of course, my blue jeans fell down to my ankles. That was a little embarrassing, but thank God I was wearing clean boxer shorts. So I did what they asked me to do. I walked through, pulled up my trousers, and then went to proceed to grab my belongings, which they were going through, my camera stuff, my CPAP stuff. And of course, my wife, who had the uh, duty-free in her carry-on. They went through that as well, and they did a lot of scanning and swabbing and checking. I'm not sure what they're looking for, but, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry, but it was a little bit of an inconvenience considering we had already gone through security, and we were not told that once you go to this joke tell or yotel or whatever you want to call it, uh, lounge, that you would actually be leaving the airport and you'd have to come back in because when we came back in, we expect it to be busy because that's when a lot of people do travel. They don't, they're don't. they not traveling at like 6 o'clock in the morning. It's more like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That's when they're traveling. So, of course, it's going to be very busy. But we did manage to get our, our way through there, and we found our way to our gate. And while we were there, we decided to grab a sandwich, something to drink, I uh, read through a magazine, and then my wife said, well, let's check the board. Things don't look right here because the one of the airlines was still there, and it wasn't the one that was going to Toronto. So, of course, I checked the board, and yes, there was a gate change. That does happen frequently uh, in airports nowadays that the gate changes, but when it's at another end of the airport, uh, it makes for a very stressful and difficult time. My wife has mobility issues I'm trying to uh, help her along and take what I can, The uh, her carry-on plus my carry-on. Uh, but we did get there. We got there in time, and we did land, um, got into our seats on Air France. However, we had booked uh, seats, uh, the bulkhead seats, and the safety strap for the seat would not go around my waist. So the stewardess or whatever you call it, flight attendant, told me I could not sit there. So she moved me to the middle row aisle seat where the seat belt fit perfectly fine. No issues with that. She did bring me uh, extend a belt. I said I did not need it. 
thank you very much. I don't know what's wrong with the, the straps or the seats. It's not me because I fit in every other seat on this journey. I'll tell you, there's a lot of plane flights, and it was about 36,000 kilometers that we did fly. Uh, they did put me next to a couple with a young child, I mean, probably six to eight months old, crying a lot. They were moving around a lot, disturbing me a lot, sleeping on me. Um, I had no room to eat because uh, the gentleman who was sitting in the middle, uh, he was one that eats with his elbows protruding out both arms, if you sort of understand what I'm saying. Jab in the ribs, jab in the arm. So if I was trying to eat anything, it would probably be knocked off my trays anyway. So I said, forget it. Um, I already ate enough at the uh, when we were at the airport, and I knew when I get home I could eat. So as this podcast is about the status of airports and how chaotic they are, I arrived in Toronto. The only issue I saw in Toronto was as we got to uh, the baggage claim, there were three or four guys ripping suitcases, not ripping them, but actually pulling them off the the belt and putting them in in, in rows, which I didn't understand. It's like I got there before they, they could do that with my suitcases. My suitcases came off and I pulled them off. I don't know if it was a fact they were going to use that that uh, specifically uh, baggage claim uh, area for another flight. Really don't know, but I don't understand the purpose of them pulling it off and putting in rows. So people actually had to go looking for their suitcases that were in those rows. So we got our luggage and, of course, we went through the second security check. Uh, passed through that, not an issue. Out into the hallway, um, where rivals are, um, we I stopped to get cash out because I needed Canadian cash. I was taking a limo, airport limo from the airport back home, more comfortable, and that worked out. So, again, the status of airports, I don't know if I'm just lucky, but I have experienced Pearson twice, Schiphol twice, Paris once. Cape Town twice, Johannesburg twice, and I had no issues. I do understand what people's concerns are because there are more people traveling right now than probably ever in history. I I like to see the numbers. I really don't know what the numbers are. However, uh, we're trying to, everybody in the industry trying to staff up to meet the need. It's going to take time. And as the travel industry probably won't be able to write itself to probably 2024. I'm saying that. I'm stacking my neck out on the limb here, stating that it'll probably be 2024 when things will be running a lot smoother. And as we know, i just reading almost every day that uh, the different airlines are adding more routes. So, again, you're going to have more options. And, yeah, so – I got to say, the airports themselves were great. Uh, some of the services weren't that great. Airlines, yes, I had a problem with Air France. I've always had issues with Air Canada, but they are my country's carriers. So of course, I've tried to support them as much as I can. I try not to fly on them. Uh, I try not to fly Air Canada. If I don't have to, we have WestJet and we have... Uh, a couple other airlines here uh, that you can use other than Air Canada. But, you know, it is what it is. So 
when you see those posts on social media, it might be a one-up. So don't get scared. Don't get nervous. You know, a lot of people that we talk to said, oh, I won't go near an airport. I go, why? Were you just there? No. Well, what do you know? You don't know if you haven't experienced it. They're going by what they've been fed through, either the media or social media. So don't be afraid. It's time to travel. Be prepared. Take your time. Get to the airport early. Yes, I say that to people. Go, why Why get to the airport early? Then you don't experience these delays because what happens is if you're getting there two hours before your flight, there are people in line that are there four hours waiting for their flight, like four hours ahead waiting for their flight. So you're going to run into a, a, a mob of people who are still trying to do what you want to do in two hours. They're trying to do it in four hours. So give yourself plenty of time, get to the airport, have fun, have a great vacation, continue to fly to friendly skies, visit the countries, visit places around the world because it is yours to see. This is uh, Randall McEwen saying good day. I will be back. I'm doing more podcasts about the actual vacation, so look forward to that. And thank you for listening to Passports and Postcards.